Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Today's episode is brought to you by Grinding Coffee Co., a black LGBTQ plus owned coffee business that donates a portion of every sale to charity. Coffee is imported from around the world and they pride themselves on great customer service for a small team. Use promo code PLP22 for 10% off your order. Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Matt and McBridge are here. We're going to go through some IndyCar news. IMSA is off until Sebring in late March, so hope everybody enjoyed the extra IMSA coverage. But first, I have to give a shout out. I haven't told Matt or McBridge this story yet, so you know, Friday I was out and I learned that we have a listener, Jordan, who listens to the first 10 to 15 minutes of the show, like when we talk about like food and non-racing stuff, and then like doesn't really care about the racing stuff. She she actually finds us entertaining on our non-racing topics, which I thought most people probably like skipped by. So like like shout out to Jordan for <laughs> to listening to the to, to the beginning and hopefully she's listening to this one. Hi Jordan, thank you. I don't know if I've ever been called entertaining before. That might be a first. I know I was I was a little confused because like I kind of figured people didn't really care what we said in the in the beginning, and you know they just kind of went on or at all. Or at all. Yeah, yeah. Also that. All right. So, in the spirit of keeping up with non racing at the start, I have two non racing questions. One is a Super Bowl question. Since we are so good at making predictions here. Actually, really, McBridge is really good at making predictions. If if you look at her <laughs> Rolex predictions, where they were, I think she was three for five, maybe four for five. Mm-hmm. So, Matt, what is the winning score and team? Oh boy, I meant to just. I know. Well, I, the Bengals are winning. Okay. Hopefully, that's what my heart says. Obviously, I got to ride with my boys, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase yeah. and Thad Moss. Score? I have no idea. We'll say thirty to twenty-seven. I think uh, Money Max gonna get a game-winning field goal at the end. Oh. I still, I also say the Bengals. I think I have to because um, they're not the Colts. <laughs> they're the closest thing we got. Fair. They're right next to us. And I'm gonna go with uh, twenty-one 
28 to 21 no. Bengals. No, I do want the Bengals to win because I want Mr. Nenevsky to be happy. But since you guys both picked the Bengals, I'm going to pick the Rams and we're going to call it a defensive showdown here with 17 to nine being the final score. So you're a monster. I know. I'm sorry, Christian. That's that math is horrid. <laughs> like those numbers are so bad to look at together. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's typically, you know, the way I operate in horrid fashion, but <laughs> I hope everybody in, in, enjoys, uh, enjoys the game and I'll be. What are you boys doing for no Super plans. Bowl? I'm having people over. You can come to my grandparents. Ooh. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I mean, I have the kids but that night, so I got to yeah, go yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. You know, as you were saying the whole horde thing, I know Cody somewhere was thinking, oh, host uses the D-pad when he races. Shut up, Cody. <laughs> and my second question, since we're in the spirit of hot takes before our, our annual drunk episode for Team Pitlane gets recorded soon, here's, here's a semi-hot take, non-racing related question. There's a lot of popular snack food out there, chips, candy, whatever, you name it, ice cream. What is a popular snack food that you think is horrible? Jelly beans. What? All of them or just certain flavors? All of them. What? Brand, flavor, doesn't matter. They all suck. Why? Is it like a texture thing? It's like, it's just, you know, you try a flavor and I'm like, that vaguely tastes like what it's supposed to taste like. And it's also the consistency of like the sugary buildup. And I just, just never liked them. I avoid them at all costs. Interesting. So that's what we're getting taken for his birthday. A lifetime supply of jelly beans. Joke's on you. That's like eight <laughs> months away, nine months away. How's that a joke? I'm just oh, that's building just a it up, away. sir. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> remember, remember that NFL player that play, paid his fine and like nickels? We're going to do the equivalent except jelly beans. We're going to send you five jelly beans a week <laughs> until your birthday. Yeah. Uh oh. Yep. <sighs> I don't know. What is your Doritos? Supposed? Terrible. Hate them. How dare what? you? Hate them. What? Hate them. No. All, okay. All of them? Okay, so the the one thing I'll give you is that the nacho cheese Doritos vaguely taste like they taste like Doritos. I wouldn't say they taste like something I could get at a restaurant. It's just like fake cheese on a chip. And we we know you love fake cheese. But the, like the fact they call them not it's no, they're amazing. I just don't. I never understood like why they call them nacho cheese. It just tastes like fake cheese on a chip, like goldfish and cheese. It's and all that stuff. But your 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 take is trash because they they are great. So you don't even like the the, the Dorito ads like five six years ago were some of the best in the Super Bowl. They too. were good ads. Their commercials are always pretty good. It doesn't mean I like it, but I like their commercials. Well, speaking of things, we'll be getting our co-hosts Dorito. <laughs> They sell them at Costco, too. It's a great deal. It's like a giant bag for like $5. I have a hot take that you guys will also roast I'm ready. me for. Are you ready? I don't really like chicken wings. Oh. <laughs> but can oh, I explain? No. Can no, I explain no. why? I'm fired. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. All right, well... Yeah. We are taking host applications to, <laughs> I did just move to Indianapolis, P.O. Box 69, whatever city Micah lives in now. Indianapolis. Whatever. Indianapolis. No, I was told, Colin told me last night, it's some 
upper something or i can't remember uh, what it's called. no that's that's just my neighborhood my my mailing address has an indianapolis yeah. town in it but i'm not giving that out over the air oh well it starts with upper everybody it doesn't <laughs> well, it starts was... with downer <laughs> <laughs> well jordan i hope you've enjoyed the last seven and a half minutes of... <laughs> can i explain my oh, chicken yeah, yeah, wings yeah. real fast yeah, i feel like i do, need to you it, okay, okay, I just want. For, not, I just you. It is literally like top three favorite foods for me. I just yeah. want you to keep that it's my in mind favorite thing to eating. It's the pro. I can't. Okay, all right. Let me preface this. When I buy a rotisserie chicken, I literally drive the three and a half minutes to my mother's house and make her take the chicken off of the bone for me because I cannot physically stand touching chicken bones. Okay, so that's legitimately all chicken wings are is eating it off the bone and I can't I just can't do it it's not that I don't like the flavor it's not that I don't like the gloriousness of them I just can't do it this might be the worst take in the history of 470 episodes of recording I feel I feel I really I feel like, like I just boneless got a, chicken wings Does that those those are chicken nuggets ma'am Oh, well, that's why I like that. I would say we just got a blank check for the rest of the year to with our trash. We can just have the trashiest takes from now on, and it's going to be okay. We're going to have a pre-Indy 500 party here, and it's going to be nothing but Doritos, jelly beans, and chicken wings with the bone in. <laughs> that oh. will be the best party ever, actually. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If, if somebody shows up at my door with some sort of combination of that... You are you you are welcome to stay as many days as you like just for the sheer hilarity. I'm here for it, actually. I'm, I'm texting Lighting, by the way, that you don't like chicken wings. I want to see what his response is. He also said to say hi. But uh, once I get Can a response Can you do from... it in the group chat? Well, on that note, we don't have a ton of IndyCar news to get to, but we do have some, especially since we haven't done IndyCar news in a couple weeks. Let's go all the way back to the first day of content day where you guys heard some of our interviews you saw it on social media tatiana calderon got confirmed in the number 11 foyt car for the road and street course races super exciting to see i know she put up a very respectable test time in challenging mid-ohio conditions this past summer after the fourth of july weekend race so what what can we expect from tatiana and the 11 car this year <laughs> yeah, TBD. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good point. <laughs> I I don't I don't know because we don't know who their engineers are yet. Even do we? Um, I'm getting to that next. They are, yeah, oh, they okay. are working to confirm engineers soon. It's it's being finalized, which kind of is part two of who's going to do ovals in that car. But Matt, any Tatiana thoughts before we kind of? continue on with the second half of the Foyt discussion she seems solid i don't have any knocks against her at this time it's just really tough to tell with the Foyt team i i personally think she will outpace kellett but is that really something we want to make a banner for and hang in the rafters i just you know i don't know i think she'll be behind kirkwood but somewhere a little bit above kellett hopefully fighting with like people like ilot and whatnot but it's really tough to tell until probably qualifying in St. Pete will get an early indication where she's at, but really not till Detroit when she's settled in will we understand like how is she progressing, how is she doing in this area, that area. Is she solid enough to 
know, keep going for a couple of years or should, should Foyt and Rocket look at this bigger picture and see if it's worth it? Is it Rocket or Rocket? I thought it was Rocket. I thought it was Rocket too. I don't know. Okay, let's question. put that on the on the. Poll I thought it was Rocket for the longest time until I started. Williams had like some PR announcement before they ditched and they said Rocket Team Williams or whatever, and I'm like, oh, it's pronounced Rocket. Huh. I always thought it was Rocket. <laughs> As usual, I'm never right on pronouncing things, so we're going to go with Hickey on that one there. But yeah. Didn't Racer come out today and say that also J.R. Hildebrand is in the running to run the ovals in that 11 car? That was, you, you're stealing the words? You're Am st- I just, listen, I don't, your camera is not working, so I can't see your face, so I have no visual yeah. cues. What she's saying is, thank <laughs> God, she can't, she can't say. Yeah, as I say, that's the best thing that's happened to Shannon all night is that <laughs> she can't see host's face right now. Yeah, I just, if Hildebrand does get that ride, I just hope he sticks to setups that are decent. Oh, still not over that. Oh, still not over that Ed Carpenter year. It still frustrates me, but whatever. Hickey, do you hold grudges? Never. I couldn't tell. Not against like if it was like a friend or something like I'll get over it. But if it's like something sports related where it's just like something that really grinds my gear. Yeah, I kind of just hold on to it because it's not it's not like personal attack on JR. It's just like I just think it was dumb. Yeah. And they're they're close to confirming all three lead engineers, I think Kirkwood's engineer is determined to be Mike Colliver, who he Kirkwood tested with in Sebring. JR's, I guess that would also be JR's engineer. Kellett's engineer is the same as last year. And then Calderon's engineer is down to a few candidates that she is comfortable working with. So a little, little scary that it's this late in the game. Hopefully by the time that they... I think they have one more test. Like everybody goes down to Sebring next next week, if not this week. So hopefully by then they have an engineer. You know, I really hope whatever engineer they picked had some sort of graduate degree from the University of Florida, which I want to go on the record as stating is one of the finest academic institutions in all of America, not just Florida, but all of America. So it's always a good day to be a Florida Gator. And I hope nothing but success for the Gators in the upcoming football season. Wow. You said that was such a straight face, but like you have pain on your face now. And that, yeah, that, it hurts. that leads me to point number two here. We're going to do a giveaway when this episode comes out for a Saturday, Sunday paddock pass. Thanks to our friend, our buddy, George will also come with a PLP water bottle stickers which i actually have with me so like they're they're not lost in like a box somewhere or something like that so they will they will make it in your in your giveaway so stay tuned to twitter we'll post about it when it's when the giveaway is live and thanks to george that was part of the agreement to do the giveaway was hickey had to say something nice about the lovely university of florida yeah except lsu has beaten them i don't know how many years in a row two three five in a row at home something well that niceness went out the window real quick yeah, it's I, I can only fake it for so long. Yeah, uh, he there were no stipulations. It was just say it. It didn't say you had to keep going with it. He got his one minute <laughs> soundbite that he can play on repeat whenever he wants. <laughs> I'm I'm sure host will be nice enough to send it to him <laughs> just with that little blurb. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. So let's go with Carlin and Yunkos next. The probably I guess one of the worst kept secrets of the off season is Carlin and Yunkos are. I mean, they're calling it a technical alliance, but essentially Yunkos bought the Carlin stuff 
and the Carlin engineers and equipment and whatnot are now under the Yunkos banner. So I don't know if Carlin is really involved at all. It doesn't sound like it. So I don't really know if we have much to add there other than is this the most disappointing technical alliance we've heard? Just because it's not really a technical alliance, nothing against like Yunkos. Why why do we think they're I mean, I know that that's what they're calling it, but like That's why? what I don't understand. <laughs> because like they're not I mean, just because you absorbed all of your equipment and employees, that's not alliance, that's a takeover. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like maybe it's maybe like they got a discount. Like, hey, if you call this Carlin, we'll give you fifty percent off. <laughs> Did they get a discount code every time y'all say we have a technical alliance? Enter technical alliance at checkout and get twenty percent off of your Firestone tires. I must go with that. That's the best answer, Matt. Well, I mean, if I was gonna take over a team or whatever, uh, I don't know if. It would have been Carlin. I mean, other than the capital and resources, it's not like they're getting a wealth of intellectual property with that takeover. So I'm sure they have a plan. You sound so confident. That's about as best as I could put that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure Ricardo's got a plan, but uh, Eilat's got an uphill battle, we'll say, this year. I, I think anything higher than 18th in the championship might be a win. So on that front, how many top 15 finishes will Callum Eilat have this year? Out of what, 17? 17, yeah. Top 15s. I'd say 7. 10. Okay, I'm going to go 3. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Oh. <laughs> okay. You, I, I, wanted to go, I wanted to go nine, but Hickey went seven, you went ten, and I was like, <laughs> nine is this stupid. He just like went way. Other than, so what if this is the end for Carlin, they came in what 27 16 17 16 6 15 or 16 somewhere in that region um so if this is the end uh connor daly got a poll at iowa and they partnered with mclaren once and chilton led 62 laps at or was that with ganassi with ganassi okay so they partnered with McLaren once and Daly got a pull. Is there any other like 
memorable Carlin moment from their four to six years in IndyCar, whatever that may be. They've been in IndyCar that long? <laughs> Somehow, yeah. That was the joke. <laughs> oh, that oh. was the joke. No, there's nothing memorable. Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> Definitely very disappointing for as good as a program they are overseas and their brief Indy Lights success they had a couple years ago. They've been... I, I just don't think they approached... I mean, Something something didn't work right in in their IndyCar approach because it was it was pretty much bad from the start. They kind of sort of resurrected Pato's career a little bit. Yeah, kind of not really. I would kinda? say no. Like they threw him a lifeline when they threw him a lifeline when nobody else was doing anything, and then he got at the F two job, and then Red Bull, and then McLaren came calling. So they they threw him a lifeline when nobody else would. I guess. All right. Yeah, that's which is better yeah, than nothing. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Speaking of Max Chilton, is Chilton on your yeah. list? Oh, I was gonna say, is Chilton let's, on let's the list? Let's segue right into Max Chilton. He is going to be working for an electric car company as like a tra- test track driver this year. McMurdy Automotive. Never heard of them, but that's not the point. He also has said, "My IndyCar <laughs> days are done. I'd love to do." lmdh and imsa or run lamont again but other than that his competitive indie competitive open wheel days are done so i mean matt kind of hit on it with the leading you know 50 or 60 laps at the 500 finishing just off the podium and fourth a couple years ago i think that was 2016 is there any other max chilton highlights that are worth talking about he made the fast six once <laughs> is that it it's got to be more than, no it's got it's got to be more than one didn't he start in like the front row somewhere i don't know let me uh let me do something it's it's i know he finished he did the fast six in mid-ohio one year and everybody's like oh my god and then he like sank like a rock yeah yeah i remember that that just made me think of that old chevy commercial <laughs> that like a rock oh wow forget it <laughs> the look on hickey's face right now is better than the actual commercial <laughs> i can't see him uh, i don't know let's see i got his results uh started nice sixth mid ohio 2018 wow wow good job max sixth at texas in 2017 that was yeah oh fourth at iowa holy smokes craziness elite driver was there only five cars running (laughs) hey he finished 19th okay let's cut him some slack yeah i don't i mean i always liked chilton as a dude i thought he was a nice guy in the you know the paddock and around the media center whatnot never had an issue with him there very approachable i think he gets a bad rap in that department by some I just think as far as Formula One drivers coming from F1 to IndyCar, he has to be the most, one of the most, if not the most disappointing in the last 10 to 15 years. I'd say the only one that was more disappointing was Jean Alesi at no fault to Jean, just because he was such a big name in the 90s and came over to such a shit show with Fanforce United. Um, So that was like obviously disappointing just because he was such a legend, but yeah, I think Chilton has to be up there for most disappointing crossovers we've seen. Well, it's unfortunate for him because he never, I don't want to say he never got a shot, but being a single car team 
does no one any favors. You don't have that data to go back and forth with on an additional car. And so, you know, I mean, there's always that element because I don't necessarily think he's a bad driver. No, you have to be, even the bad IndyCar drivers are still talented. I mean, more talented than than the three of us combined if we were driving a a race car. But yeah, he started off like pretty promising with Ganassi that first year and never really was able to replicate it there. You know, stuck in the fourth car and then goes to Carlin and he's a single car and they didn't have the best approach and it was all downhill from there, unfortunately. But I guess there's there's really not a ton else. Carvana is sponsoring the IndyCar fan zone at the track this year, which again shows that they're definitely one of like the best IndyCar sponsors in you know the last 10 years in terms of activation and willing to buy in and I don't I don't remember if we talked about it talking about IMSA at all but at IndyCar content day Carvana had like four guys with giant cameras walking around following Jimmy Johnson everywhere so they're definitely you know pulling out all the stops for everything IndyCar that they can which is really cool to see and Jimmy Johnson and Colton Herta finished second in the Sweden race of yeah, champions in in the snow, which was pretty impressive considering neither of them are actually rally car drivers. At least I don't. And Colton got thrown in like literally a week before the race. Yeah, who got hurt? Oh, <laughs> he replaced Travis yeah, Pastrana. Yeah. yeah. Zach Brown said that Pato Award winning the IndyCar title is his quickest way to Formula One. Now, I'm sure Frenchie and I will discuss this more in Formula One, but do you guys agree, disagree? What are what are your thoughts on Zach Brown's statements here? I don't agree. I think the fastest way to get in is to go through the junior program route in the European side of things. I don't, I don't know if I ever read that the point of the IndyCar program was to feed guys into the F1 program, but they also, I don't, and I guess I also don't know very well what the McLaren Academy situation is like if they, they have, have you know guys coming up through the system and whatnot. So do they who's ha- that? Do they have an academy system? Well, I mean, like Norris, right, that was right, a, right, right. a academy driver with Carlin. So I, I guess I just don't know if they have anybody in reserve coming up. But I, it doesn't hurt to win the championship. I just I still get a little skeptical that jumping from the IndyCar champion to Formula One is going to work. My Pat is a great driver and I think he's got tremendous talent. So I just, he can do it. It's just, I don't know if it's the best route to take. I don't necessarily think that Zach Brown meant that as a, as a general statement. I particularly thought he meant it for Pato himself and McLaren themselves, like saying the quickest way to F1 is a 500 or is a IndyCar championship. I thought he was meaning for that team alone for Pato alone if he wins the championship, then he'd give him a chance in Formula One. Fair. I would, uh, if I were Daniel Ricardo, because unfortunately I think he's the, yeah. Okay. If they swap, I'm happy with it. That would be really cool. If Daniel Ricardo just gets like booted out of a job because Pato wins the IndyCar title, doesn't seem like a, like the right thing to do. Then again, you know, we're talking about McLaren here and, no, and I, I mean, I agree with Hickey that I don't I don't like the thought that IndyCar is a feeder series for F1 because I don't think that's the case at all. Um, I, you know, I'm, you know my plight with F1. It's 
far less competitive on a race-by-race race basis than IndyCar could ever be, I think. So it feels silly. To, it just feels silly to do that. And unless you're going to be in a Mercedes or a Red Bull, like why would you even want to – why would you want to take – time off of a race series where you know you're going to win and be successful to play in the back. I don't know. I never understand it. And I was thinking about that today. Cause I saw an article that said that Max Verstappen was close to not winning the championship because he had a leg cramp. And I'm just like, why is everything in the formula one world? Like so dramatized <laughs> and like blown out of proportion. Like imagine explaining like, sorry guys, I could have won the race, but my leg cramped. So I just decided I had to a belly ache. So instead of finishing fourth, I finished fifth it's just like why did what a why does that need to be a written and b why does like every single f1 fan need to comment on it it's like everything is so dramatic in that side it's insane are you guys watching the uh the r factor 2 race t- tomorrow i know we're big virtual racing people in the indycar side no <laughs> to be fair i am talking to <laughs> our friends at grinding coffee tomorrow night about a exciting sponsor thing we're going to be doing this year so no don't use our great sponsor to get yourself out of i just did <laughs> uh it sound, looks like uh, a healthy heaping of indycar talent's going to be there though there's no like nikita lashushkin like filling in <laughs> randomly for a team like they have all the or they have polo and erickson from ganassi tatiana kirkwood kellett uh, both McLaren guys, all four Andretti guys, both Carpenter guys, both Shank guys, Who's two not Ray doing Hall it? guys. For let's see, Ray Hall's not. Ooh, Santucci is. Ooh, how many laps be- before Rossi gets mad at Ferrucci? Negative, Negative two. two. Okay. <laughs> I hope someone Twitch streams it so I can listen. Uh, let's see, Power's not. There's going to be a couple I'd miss, obviously. But, uh, Power Dixon. didn't do the um, iRacing stuff during COVID, he did. did he? Power did? Yeah, he did. Because he was calling a lot of people wankers. He did the whole, Greg, clear my black flag. Yeah, yeah Greg, clear my black flags. Maybe that's <laughs> no, wrong. Okay. Who was it that had a crappy pat- setup and was like, I can't do this anymore. It sucks. I, I kind of blocked uh, that time that? of my life out of my memory. Was that Nazar? I don't remember who it was. I just remember one of them. Somebody was like, I want to do it, but my equipment sucks. And because it was COVID, they couldn't get anything upgraded. Yeah, I, I honestly, that part of my life is a in. Yeah, somebody, somebody just tweeted at us. I, it looks like if the video is indication, it looks like Barber okay. or Sebring. No, that's Sebring. That's Barber. That's middle. Oh, it's going all over the place. All right, that was of no help. I'm looking through the IndyCar game Twitter account, and yeah, not one mention of what track it's at. So I guess tune in and find out. Or by the time you listen to this, it already happened. So check your Twitter and find out. <laughs> no problem. Well, next week, ladies and gentlemen, it is our annual season preview. We will go through all the teams and drivers and make our year-long predictions to see how many I get wrong by the end of the year, which is likely to be at least 75% of them. And the week after that, we'll be doing our St. Pete preview because racing season is almost here, guys. It's it's like the end of the off-season is, is right around the corner. So I hope everybody's excited. I know Shannon and I will be in St. Pete. There'll be a bunch of you guys down there. Matt will not. Matt will still be in 
Minnesota for some reason. So, hey, it was forty degrees today. Wow. Hey. And our our negative our negative ten degree days good, are behind good. us. Yes, ma'am. I read the IndyCar.com article on that race, and the track will be announced the day of the race to keep drivers from guessing and add a fun element of mystery Ooh, to the competition. Mystery. Oh. Hey, that was a PLP GP idea. What the hell? <laughs> it actually was. <laughs> yeah, we actually like announced that a month ago that we're doing that for our league next. IndyCar stealing our ideas now. Even though we probably probably that from I don't remember who came up with it. But let's not get bogged on the details. Fair enough. Well, off-season's almost over. Yay. Stay tuned for the giveaway on social media today. Everybody have a lovely weekend of racing. Bye. Sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see, they've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flojo. Phil Hughes. Justin Fashion You. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network.